Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. Coming up today, the Packers went for three and the Bucks went on to the Super Bowl. And speaking of the Super Bowl, it turns out Patrick Mahomes' injuries were much ado about nothing as the Chiefs stomped the Bills. Plus, where is the most dangerous place Matthew Stafford could play next season? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Yeah, anytime it doesn't work out, you always regret it, right? But uh, it was just uh, the circumstances of having three shots and coming away with no yards. Um, and knowing that you not only need the touchdown, but you'd need the two point. So the way I was looking at it was we essentially had four timeouts with the two minute warning. You know, we, we knew we needed to get a stop. That was Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. The Green Bay Packers could not muster a comeback, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will go to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, the first time that has happened. Joining me now, David Harrison from Locked On Buccaneers. And and David, the Bucs were uh, up eight. Matt LaFleur has a chance to go for it on fourth down. He does not decide to do that, kicks the field goal. This is one of those situations to me where you say, what does the other team want you to do? They want you to kick the field goal. What was your reaction to that decision in that moment? Uh, I mean, I was surprised. At the end of the day, in this in this situation, in this game, the goal line is it. Anything from the one yard line back, you don't care about. It's just the goal line. This is four down, this is four down territory. So when they got to that fourth down and they sent out Mason Crosby. I was surprised. I expected them fully to go for the touchdown because I look at it as as this. If you if you kick the field goal, you essentially, in my eyes, have to be going for the onside kick, I would think. I don't know, because if you if you kick the field goal, give them the ball back, you're in the situation that they found themselves in that it ultimately ended the game where you got just over two minutes left. You might get, you know, the, the two minute warning, which they did get in the three timeouts, and that's great. Your defense still has to make the stop. If you go for the touchdown and you don't get it. You're in the exact same situation where you're down one score, you need a touchdown, and you have the two-minute warning on your side, and you have your three timeouts. But now you have the Buccaneers backed up to whatever yard line you can get them to if you don't hit the end zone. If you don't make it to the end zone, at least, I don't know, I would probably have even a check down. Say, hey, look, if the end zone is covered, hit the check down, see if we can get in. If we don't get in, at least we put them on the three, the two, the one, something like You never know what's going to happen in this game, especially in the cold, especially the high stress. I mean, it's Tom Brady, but Ryan Jensen is known for having snap issues, you put Ryan Jensen in that situation, you know, in the cold, under the bright lights with Tom Brady, and you never know what might happen. You saw what happened with Pittsburgh, that snap, Peyton Manning back in the Super Bowl. That's all it takes. And if you're Green Bay and you get even a safety, you've got two points and now you've got the ball. Now you've got your three timeouts. You know what I'm saying? Like that puts you in a much more advantageous situation. If you don't get a safety, even if you force them to punt, you're going to get much better field position. Now you're back in position to try to score the touchdown. So it just it seemed a little weird to me, obviously. It, it ultimately bit him in the butt. I want to ask you this. And again, look, I cover Locked on Packers. Um, and, and so I have a, a different perspective on this. But Aaron Rodgers goes for 346 and three touchdowns. Tom Brady throws three interceptions. Green Bay yeah. outgained, outpossessed, and outfirst downed Tampa Bay. Yeah. So with all of that being said, 
does this win feel lucky for Tampa Bay? Because in my mind, it doesn't. Both teams scrapped. Both teams fought. And I think at the end of the day, what boiled, what it boiled down to is the mistakes that the Packers made, the mistakes that the Buccaneers took advantage of were more significant than the mistakes that the Packers had. I mean, you look at two of those those interceptions from Tom Brady, they're essentially glorified punts. I mean, one of them came on a second and 10. So obviously, you know, you don't want to give the ball back on a second down. But with the field position, the Packers got the ball back and they still got to drive the length of the field and to, to make something happen from you're not putting them in scoring position right off the bat. The other or one of the other interceptions, the one he just kind of threw up a Hail Mary to, to Mike Evans, hoping he would find it in the lights and and bring it down. That was a third down play. They blew the blitz coverage. I don't know. I feel like Leonard Fournette was probably supposed to go to the other side uh, off the snap and and protect that side of Tom Brady. We're never going to find out that answer. So that's just kind of my assumption, just looking at the formation and the way that the whole thing transpired. But at the end of the day, it's third down. If if Brady eats the sack or takes the sack or eats the ball, it's going back to the Packers. So he he he, he hurls, hurls it up there. Mike Evans can't find it. It comes down as an interception. It's again, it's really a glorified plan. I mean, maybe if you go out there with Bradley Pinion, you pin him inside the ten and the five or something like that. But really, it's it's kind of a mox Knicks type, mox Knicks type of situation. So I think that's the significance. Whereas the turnovers that the Buccaneers got set up, you know, a deep bomb touchdown there at the end of the half, and then right into the the beginning of the second half, uh, set up that one play touchdown drive. I mean, that those two scores took the Buccaneers less than thirty one seconds of game clock, and that I think is really where the difference comes down. Coming out of concussion protocol and battling a turf toe injury, Patrick Mahomes still could not be stopped in the AFC Championship game. Plus, everything you need in order to be locked on today after this. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust for all your gambling needs, and that's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at BetOnline and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Imagine that, a sportsbook giving you money. Books are not in the habit of giving away money, and yet, just because you listen to the show, they will give you that 50% deposit bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. It's not just... The NFL right now, the NBA is in full swing. Hockey is back. And guess what? Baseball will be here before you know it. So make sure you're making money on all the info you're getting from shows like ours. Right now, Locked On is the promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus because Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Packers lost the NFC Championship game, but have they lost Aaron Rodgers too? I, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. And they're just, I'm going to have to take some time away for sure and, and clear my head and just kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's... Uh, pretty tough right now especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year there's always change that's the only constant in this business it's really tough to get to this point really really tough starters Aaron Jones Kevin King and Corey Lindsley could all be gone this offseason but Matt LaFleur did say after the game he expected Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback in 2021 in the NBA the Celtics cruise to win over the Cavaliers I'm John Corrales here of the Lockdown Celtics podcast at the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics blow out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The 
thing that really stood out for me early on was Kemba Walker's attacking, especially with that two big lineup that hadn't worked very well for the Celtics throughout the course of the season so far. Kemba Walker, his ability to get into the lane, attack, get easy baskets, and then kick out, really softened up a very bad Cavs defense in this one and set the tone for what would be a huge win. For more on this game, you can get me on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Former Celtic Gordon Hayward hit the game winner for the Hornets as they beat the Magic 107-104. Kawhi Leonard scored 34 points and the Los Angeles Clippers beat Oklahoma City 108-101 on Sunday for their seventh consecutive victory and second straight over the Thunder. The Clippers are tied with the Lakers for the best record in the NBA. Here's another story you can't go without. The Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions, are going back to the Super Bowl they handled the Buffalo Bills 38 to 24. Joining me now from Locked On Chiefs, Chris Clark is here. And Chris, is it overly reductive to say that the difference in this game was the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes and the Bills didn't? Because that's how it felt. <laughs> I think you could say that. I think you could also say the Chiefs had Travis Kelsey. They also had Tyree Kill. Uh, those three guys. Yeah, it's just and- not fair at that point. <laughs> yeah. People, I mean, you know, at that point, you're sitting there. How do you stop those three? And. They really weren't able to do it. And I think it's funny because you look at how we went into this game and everybody was so worried. Patrick Mahomes, is he going to be able to be himself? Can he move around? He never had an issue. What is different about this Chiefs defense? Because they look a little different too. Yeah, and I'm glad you're pointing that out. But what I will say really quick, though, is I think that a lot of people think that the Chiefs defense isn't very good. And I think that they take that to heart. I think that uh, they came out and they were fired up. And I mean, they got their ball on. Uh, what almost three interceptions in the first quarter or the second or you know the first two quarters uh, you know obviously they didn't get any of those picks they ended up getting a pick later in the game uh, which helped them go up three scores but be fair about it Kansas City's defense really played a very good game in the first half they only really allowed six points I'm not putting that touchdown on them and then you know in the second half until the game was out of reach Buffalo's offense still really didn't do anything so I really feel very confident in this defense and the way they were able to clamp down. Uh, you know, they are going to have some injuries, and that's something we're going to have to watch for next week. But uh, it's a lot of fun to watch this game and, you know, see Kansas City put the pedal down and, you know, beat somebody by, you know, a couple scores this time. Just early feel here as we look at the the Chiefs are, are favored. Uh, three and a half points based on what I've seen. I don't. I don't know if that's enough points based on on what this <laughs> offense can do. I mean, I know. I know the Bucks defense can create all sorts of havoc. I just until someone stops this team, it's going to be really hard for me to pick anyone to stay within a touchdown of them. No, and I agree with you. And I think you know you look at the way Kansas City's played this entire season, and honestly, the way they played tonight, I think is a lot different because I think that they coasted at times this year. I think that they looked at it and they said, no "Okay, well, you know." We're going to get where we want to go, and you know, as long as we win, it's not going to matter. They didn't coast tonight. They didn't. I mean, Andy Reid kept his foot on the gas for the most part until it was almost out of hand. And honestly, uh, you know, if it wasn't for a freak onside kick situation, then Kansas City probably wins by three scores. Uh, but at the same time, you know, those are plays that got to be made, and uh, you know, still two score victory over a team that everybody was talking about being the best in the NFL. And you know, before the game. I saw people talking about how Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were better than Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes. So that's fun. Where could Matthew Stafford go that would make the most NFL teams nervous? Our Q of the Day is next.
Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And trust me, I've tried them all. Most of them are gritty, they're chalky, they're difficulty. You don't want to eat them, and so you don't end up eating them. These are different. They are delicious, and they absolutely deliver on that promise as the best-tasting protein bar ever. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and you can see why with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and so many more. I love them. My wife loves them. Now she is eating them more often than I am. I'm going and looking in my box and I'm seeing half-eaten bars going, hey, what's going on here? And it's because she's eating them. And the best part, it's guilt-free. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Plus, right now, Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Over the weekend, we found out that the Lions and quarterback Matthew Stafford have mutually agreed to part ways, which means Stafford is going to be on the move this offseason. Joining me now from Locked On Bets and Locked On Raiders, your boy Q. To me, the most dangerous place for Matthew Stafford to go is the 49ers. What are you looking at here with Stafford? You know, there's a lot of really good places that I think Matt Stafford could land. A lot of places that have a lot of good pieces around them and and would just need a quarterback and it's going to be a quarterback not for the long term but just kind of a short-term guy so you know first of all look at San Francisco I think San Francisco would be a great landing spot you know with Kyle Shanahan and uh, everything that he does with his offense and you know that their defense is going to be solid Uh, they're going to have an offensive line something that Matt Stafford hasn't had in Detroit I think San Francisco would be a nice spot I also think the Indianapolis Colts would be a great spot you know Philip Rivers just announced that he's going to retire Jacoby Brissett clearly is not the guy there and and they have pieces you know they, again they have an offensive line they have a run game you know they have they have a defense I mean they they have a lot of places or a lot of pieces that are already in place to be a very successful team I mean they were in the playoffs you know you there's a few teams that I could see this really being a good fit a dark horse for me would even be the New Orleans Saints you know I know that Jameis Winston's there yeah. kind of I know that Taysom Hill is there kind of <laughs> but I think that with Drew Brees probably retiring like most of us uh, think he will why not Matt Stafford go in there? Do some things. Make some magic happen. I mean, I, I kind of look at all those locations as as ideal landing spots. San Francisco, Indianapolis, and New Orleans. I think all of them, they have a chance to make some magic if Matt Stafford is acquired by them. Two two names I'm surprised you didn't mention. Pittsburgh and New England. You know, the, the Patriots, we don't know what the future is with Cam Newton. I think if Bill Belichick wants to win right now, Matthew Stafford makes sense there in Pittsburgh. We know that defense is really good. We know they have skill talent. And and we don't know what the future is with Ben Roethlisberger. So Stafford there, I think, would make some sense. But for all those reasons, especially with Pittsburgh, that, that you can say, okay, Stafford would work there in San Francisco with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and that defense, and then Kyle Shanahan calling plays. Are you kidding me? As someone who covers an NFC team, that is the place to me where I'm going, please, please don't send Matthew Stafford there. But at the same time, and we we have to mention this part of it, Q, Deshaun Watson is out there too. So if you're one of these teams thinking about trying to trade for Watson, 
you you might look at it and say, okay, I'd rather just have 25-year-old Deshaun Watson. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the only thing about that, Deshaun Watson and, and that conversation, of course, has been hot and heavy around the league now for a couple of weeks. Uh, he just he has the final veto. You know, he has the final say so right. uh, with that no trade clause being in his contract. So if he decides that, you know, San Francisco wants to make a play for him, but he doesn't want to go there. It's like, no, no, thank you. Or if he wants to go, maybe Pittsburgh wants him. No, no, thank you. I mean, it's it's basically he's got the final say so. Uh, it was a great move by his agent to get that no trade clause in his new contract that he has with Houston. So uh, really, no matter what, it, it doesn't matter what these teams offer Houston and it could be the best situation. You know, Deshaun Watson's going to have the final say. But I agree, if you're going to go and make a move for a quarterback and give up a lot of, of assets and a lot of capital for him, you know, you might as well get the younger dude that's going to be around a lot longer. Like I mentioned before, Matt Stafford's not going to be a long-term you know, solution. He's going to be a, a three, four-year guy max, you know, and, and that's all dependent on as right. long as he stays healthy, which, you know, never estimate a guy getting hurt. But, I mean, when you get older, I mean, things happen. You know, father time is undefeated. Uh, but he's had a heck of a career behind a very poor offensive line uh, with a very poor organization, uh, you know, and, and think about this. I mean, how, how bad is that organization that three of the, I mean, really, really great players in the history of the league uh, basically have asked for their, their themselves out or just decide they're going to retire? And Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and now Matt Stafford is uh, saying, hey, I don't want to be back here. I mean, that just that's a reflection of a poor organization as well. Look into your crystal ball for me. Where is Matthew Stafford, the opening day quarterback? We assume wherever he's he's going, he's going to be the day one starter. Where is he going to be in 2021? You know, I really feel like the Indianapolis Colts is where he's going to land. I just feel like yeah. that that's the one that makes the most sense. Uh, they had Phillip Rivers there. He retired. Uh, I kind of feel like they're very similar in, in the style. And so I think, think he slides right in there, uh, except for he has a big arm, a lot more arm than uh, Phillip Rivers had towards the end of his career. Uh, has a really strong offensive line, has a good run game. Great play caller, you know, on the sideline. I mean, I just I think there's a lot of things to like. And since they're in that that situation right now where they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with that quarterback situation, I think the Colts makes the most sense. If any team should kind of go all the way in, especially think about this. If Deshaun Watson is not with back with the Texans in uh, in 2021, then all of a sudden. Houston has a, has an issue at their quarterback position, and then Indianapolis just all of a sudden improved their quarterback position in a major way by getting Matt Stafford. I think it's a double win in that division for the Colts. And finally, Leonard Fournette said he needed to excuse himself from the locker room celebration to call his parents. He said he started to cry, saying, quote, when things didn't go my way, mom kept saying, God's going to find a way. That way ended up being at the end of the season in the playoffs. Fournette scored a touchdown in the second quarter to put the Bucks up 14-7 and ultimately lift them to the Super Bowl. Now that you got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Tuesday, it'll be one year since the horrific helicopter crash that took the life of Kobe Bryant and eight others. We'll reflect back on that moment. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.